0: A Thurston County football star has been missing for more than a year. Detectives are
1: continuing to search for... Investigators found the young man's car with his wallet and his cell phone inside.
0: We're not certain that he's dead. We're not certain he's alive. It's what keeps me up at
2: night. Totally out of character for him. and family won't give up looking until they get answers.
3: Just desperate to know he's okay.
2: From Sasquatch Productions, this is Hide and Seek investigation of Logan Schindelman. I'm your host, James Basinger. Hey guys, if you recall in the last episode, I mentioned that I stopped by Pacific Wall Systems, Jacob's former employer. I originally went there to take a look at the old work cell phones used by Stephen Grant. In Jacob's original alibi, when asked about his whereabouts on Thursday, May 19th, He said he was working up in Seattle that entire week. Detective Beal noted in the case file that he felt uneasy with how Stephen and Jory were adamant that Jacob was with them during the week in question. Detective Beal's suspicion led him back to Pacific Wall Systems to speak with the upper management, also and share his concerns in regards to Jory and Stephen's testimony. When Beal took a second trip back to Pacific Wall Systems, there had been some changes. If you remember, Stephen was demoted and there was a new shop foreman. His name was Dudley Kirby. Beale requested Dudley share the work cell phone with him since it was previously used by Stephen when he held the position. That's when Beale noticed Stephen texted Jacob on Wednesday around five. The text sent from Stephen to Jacob said, no work. This is how we found out Jacob wasn't being truthful with his alibi. You guys remember Sasha? She is the one who uses Facebook almost like a journal. She had posted on Facebook the week before Logan went missing about how she and a group of friends went floating on the river. This group of friends included Jacob and Chloe. Since Sasha still works at Pacific Wall Systems, I asked her if she could find out if the company still has the same cell phone Steven used to communicate with Jacob. And after some digging, she thought there was a chance that it was tucked away in a drawer somewhere in the office. This is the reason why I drove down to Pacific Wall Systems. Now, while I was there... I asked the manager if Steven Grant was around, and if he was able to speak with me. To my surprise, he said yes. Next thing you know, Steven walks to the mobile office door. I shake his hand and ask if we could step outside to talk. Alright, so I'm sitting here with Steven Grant, and you're okay with me recording right now? Sure. Alright. kind of loud. When I stopped by Pacific Wall Systems, I didn't think I'd be recording an interview. We sat down on a workbench in an area that appears to be where one would take a smoke break. It's right next to the shop, so you'll have to bear with the background noise. So we're at Pacific Wall Systems right now, and the weekend question that I'm, that I'm wanting to get some answers on is, Detective Veal had come down here because um, he wanted to question Jacob and also speak with people that were with Jacob the week of Logan's disappearance. Now you said before we stepped over here that there was a time where you actually remember Jacob being picked up here from, by Logan and that even Chloe was in the car with him at one point.
0: Yeah well yeah, it was like a um, usual thing for him he help for a couple of weeks there
2: that Logan was picking up Jacob.
0: Yeah, because I don't know her car broke down or something. she didn't have her little car anymore so okay she would either be driving Logan's car or else he would pick them pick Jacob with her in the car.
2: Okay. And you had asked Chloe at one point, "Who's that black guy?" Right? Yeah, I just asked, "Who was that? Who that was?" You know, and she said it was her brother. And you've never, you've never hung out with Jacob or, I'm sorry, with Logan. No. Like a, with Jacob and Chloe. Around. No, no, that's all I'd
0: known of him was just that. Just that's okay. who he was. You know?
2: Okay. <clears throat> now, did you see Chloe driving Logan's car without Logan? Yes, all the time. Really? Yeah. Did you ever see Jacob drive it? Uh, I don't think so. Did you ever see Jacob drive a car? I don't think so. No. Okay. Now, when when, when the week of Logan's disappearance, I know it's going to be hard to remember, but it was May 16th through the 20th that he went missing. We, we, I think he went missing on a Thursday. Um, you had sent a text message to Jacob from the work phone and said no work. That was on around close to 5 o'clock on Wednesday. Yeah. And that indicated that there was no work for the following day. Right. And what would be the reason for, like, an example, like, that no like you would say, like, hey, no work, what would be an example for that reasoning? We didn't have any
0: paperwork, we didn't have any lumber, Okay. you know, just. For
2: like, like so does that, like, does it ever happen today where. Oh so? yeah, it happens all the time, it's been happening all week. Okay, so.
0: Yeah, everyone's been going home at one o'clock, one thirty, you know, I get to stay here because I'm maintenance and stuff, but. Yeah. No, they've been, you know, when they don't have anything to build, they get sent home. Really? Yeah, you got to wait for, you know, people got to sign off stuff before they rebuild it.
2: Yeah. So, Detective Bill, when he came down here, he said, "Hey, Jory, and, and he met with you." Uh, Jacob said he was with you guys the week of the 16th to the 20th, and that you guys are going up to Kenmore to do a job uh, for working on the job all week. When I talked to Sasha, she was she remembers there was a specific job that you had actually asked for Jory, Steven, or I'm sorry, Jory, Jacob, uh, Trevin, Clark, I believe. And you guys went up there, and she actually had posted on Facebook. She she kind of felt like a real construction worker But she was wearing a hard hat and she ate out of Taco Truck. That happened in April. This would this would have been a month after that. You, Jory, and Jacob went to Kenmore again. Yeah. Does that sound right, or is this is this actually the same trip that you, Sasha, Jacob, Trevin, and Jory all went up together? I don't know. Because Sasha's always
0: gone with me. There's only been one or two times she hasn't. Probably the first time I went up. Yeah, She has, she's always been with me. She's always been with
2: you? Yeah. Okay. That happened in April. And
0: Trevin, he's only went up a couple times on one job. Jacob went up a bunch of times. He was always taken along. And Dory went up, I don't know, once I thought. Not one day, but just one job, whatever, how many days we got on. I don't know, hell, we spent Three days up there, we spent four days. We spent one day. Hell, we spent almost two weeks up there one time because all the windows were all messed up.
2: Really? Yeah. So if so, would it be because Jacob clocked hours Monday through Friday, eight hours each day? Except actually on Monday he only clocked four hours. Yeah. You had clocked your full eight hours every day of the week, and then and again, I think again you being management, you would either report here if you weren't up in Kenmore, or you were up in Kenmore. But Jacob clocks all eight hours. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, but the text message that you send to him is no work. If you had sent him the text message saying no work on Wednesday around five, did you still go to work on Thursday? Well, oh, I don't remember. Because the hour show you did? So let's assume you did. Yeah, the hour show I did that I did. Yeah. So would that mean you had been here and not up in Kenmore? Yeah, would have been.
0: Yeah, there's no. Yeah, I would have been here. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't go
2: up there by myself. Okay. Yeah, that means I would have to work. Right. But Jory didn't clock hours. So Jory clocked hours on four hours on Monday and then eight hours on Wednesday, but nothing on Tuesday, Thursday, or Friday. So when Jory and you were telling Detective Beal, hey, Jacob was with us, we were carpooling, we would meet here and then head up to Kenmore. When you guys did carpool, this is the place that you guys would meet, correct? Yeah. And then when you come back, how did you guys clock your hours? See, did I have to pick Jory up?
0: I might have picked Jory up at his house because there was no sense for him to come here because we were going that way. Okay. You know, so then he would have missed out clocking out or clocking in. Okay. Okay. Because we, we would have clocked in and then I, we would have clocked out when we got out. So then he wouldn't have clocked in and he wouldn't have clocked out because I would have dropped him off too. Okay. okay. So then if he didn't clock it in on a time, time card, I don't know then. How did Jacob do it?
2: Because Jacob would
0: Jacob, it have been met, time cards. We would have done time cards. He would
2: have been here. And yeah, because he would have been
0: here. Me and him would have left here. And Drory would have left at his house that was over in Lacey someplace. So he wouldn't have clocked in or clocked out.
2: Okay, but Jacob would
0: have came here to meet you here in carpool. Up right, the, right. Okay. Yeah, because he's just staying down there. He was over there, there in yeah.
2: yeah. So he comes here. When you guys have come here to, to carpool up there, you come, you clock in. With the punch, old school punch, right. Punching machine, and then when you got back, you punch in again, right? If you got back and it was, let's say, six o'clock, yeah, would you still be able to punch in and out, yeah, even with like the office clock? I cloak, have all the keys, you have all the keys, yeah. So for him to have it handwritten in would have been well, in case he just forgot, in case you know, I don't know, think that about that happens it. a lot, though. You know, I don't know, I mean, for, for, for a guy to, you know what I'm saying, like those are your hours, you don't want him to lose your money, right. So that would be the, something that I'm. He shouldn't have been handwritten. Shouldn't be, in? Yeah,
0: shouldn't have been. So Stevie Dotson. Yeah.
2: She would have been handwriting them in if that's the case.
0: Yeah. Fouls. Or else I handwrited it in and I'd put my initial by it. Okay. Because when I hand-write it on it, I put my initial by it. Okay.
2: Okay. There's a lot there, so let's break it down before moving forward with the interview. First, Steven said that Logan would come by Pacific Wall and pick up Jacob because Chloe's car was out of service. This is the first time I've ever heard of this. Steven also mentions that he asked Chloe who Logan was. Before we got on record, Steven said he asked her, who's the black guy coming with you to pick up Jacob? Her response was, oh, that's my brother. Steven says he never hung out with Logan. His only encounter was seeing Logan in the car when he picked up Jacob. Steven's testimony is that Logan actually picked up Jacob from work on multiple occasions. So this doesn't appear to be a rare situation. He also said, Chloe drove Logan's car to get Jacob without Logan present. Apparently, this happened frequently as well. In reference to the work trip up in Seattle, Steven said, Sasha always comes with me. If that's the case, the trip to Seattle happened in April, a month before Logan went missing. So again, thank you Sasha for posting on Facebook. As for Jory. Stephen said Jory had only gone up with him on one job. In my opinion, this should be the April job Jory and Stephen were referring to when interviewed by Detective Beale. The case file doesn't state what day Beale spoke with Jory and Stephen, but it does mention when Beale returned to Pacific Wall Systems and spoke with Dudley Kirby. That took place on August 2nd, 2016. So we can narrow down the time Beal interviewed Jory and Stephen was between June and August 2nd. I say this because, how likely is it for Jory and Stephen to get their days mixed up when claiming to have been in Seattle with Jacob? Or is there more to the story? Like, did Jacob ask the guys to cover for him? Stephen confirmed what Sasha already told us. When carpooling, they would meet at Pacific Wall Systems, clock in, ride up together, and return back to the shop and clock out, leaving no reason for Jacob's time card to have been handwritten in. Stephen said, In the rare chance Jacob had forgotten to clock in and out, he would have initialed next to Jacob's handwritten hours. So I went back to the image taken by Detective Beale of Jacob's time card, nothing. So let's assume Stevie Dotson was the one who wrote Jacob's hours in. Why would she do that? She had to have known that Jacob wasn't in Seattle with Stephen or Jory since Stephen would have been at the shop and Jory only worked four hours on Monday and eight hours on Wednesday. So, why would she handwrite eight hours for Jacob Tuesday through Friday? I feel we can assume Jacob requested she handwrite his hours in. But when taking a closer look at the handwriting, it almost appears as though the hours written by Stevie on Tuesday and Wednesday are different than the writing for Thursday and Friday, suggesting it could be two different people. When comparing the Tuesday and Wednesday writing to the Thursday and Friday, at first glance, you may think it's the same. But, when taking a closer look, there are differences. When writing the word hours, it appears Stevie connects her O-U-R without taking her pen off the paper, almost like when writing in cursive. The person who wrote hours on Thursday and Friday doesn't. When Stevie wrote the word Seattle, the letters A-T-T are connected just like she did with the letters in hour. But the person who wrote the T's in Seattle on Thursday and Friday are completely different. Am I reading too much into this? Maybe. Go see for yourself. The image of the time card will be posted on my Instagram and Facebook social media pages. But again, if it's not Stevie who wrote all of Jacob's hours in, then who was it? Steven said he had the keys, so it didn't make sense for them not to clock out when returning to the shop. The only time it would have made sense for someone not to clock in and out was for Jory. Steven said, Jory was picked up on the way to Seattle, because it made sense with the location of his residence. That wouldn't have been the case for Jacob. So in the case file, uh, this is probably gonna help you remember, is you had told Detective Bill that you called in Jacob's hours to Stevie, and you guys were reporting hours by calling in. Yeah, maybe, I don't know, it was a long time ago. Right. You know. But today it seems like, I don't think that that was the case though. The call in hours, I wouldn't call in hours. How would I call in hours? That's where the discrepancy was. Is Jacob said he called his own hours in, and then in the case follows is, Detective Bill says that you called your own hours in, along with Jacob's and Sheridan with Stevie, like, hey, we were eight hours a day. Hmm. I don't remember.
0: If we, didn't work, if, if we didn't work on Friday, right, or Thursday?
2: He didn't work Thursday or Friday. Oh. And more of a upfront question is, did Jacob ask you guys to cover and say that he was here? Did he come to you before? Because I know the detective was coming. He said he probably told you oh, guys. Oh, no. We'd, I'd never do that. Never? Oh, hell no.
0: you got to be here, you know. If you're going to run down to the store for, or if you got to, I don't know, run someplace for a half an hour real quick, I'll let that slide. You know, you have to punch in now, But if you're not here, you're not here.
2: So you know? for a whole day's work, it wouldn't be something you'd have been like, I'm Oh, no. Right? Oh, hell no.
0: No. Hell, half hour maybe, you know. That's it. You're right back, right? Yeah. Bam, bam. They come back, you know. okay. Right. Right. You know, they're hard workers, you know. Yeah. You, give, you give them that a little bit. You, live. full day? Oh hell no.
2: Really? <laughs> yeah. Now, when 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 Stevie Stevie Dotson, do you remember why she left Pacific Wall Systems?
0: Uh, she didn't get along with Steve. They were always fight. She didn't get along with who?
2: Steve, the manager. Steve the manager. Yeah. This is more of a personal question that you may or may not know of, but I know that her Sasha told me that her and Stevie had gone to kind of like a rehab and when they when they first started working here, yeah. they just graduated. Right. And Sasha just hit her five year anniversary of sobriety. Right. Do you know if Stevie was smoking or getting into drugs again with Jacob? I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. Jacob ever offered a cell? No. No? No. And I knew he got
0: on it back on it though, by the way, his his actions were his Do you know when he did face like? was breaking out and all that stuff? You know, so. Do you remember when, when he had gotten back on it? <sighs> I think we fired him and then hired him back in back again. And then as soon as he started getting a paycheck, he fucking started doing it again. Okay. So he didn't last very long again.
2: Okay. The, the biggest thing for me, Steve, is Jacob said he's here. Jory was adamant from yeah. what Detective Beal said. was Jory was like, no, he was here but Jory's hours didn't even show that he was here. Right. Both you guys said that there was a job up north in Kenmore that you guys were at. That leaves a confusion. If he's not actually here, well, what was the purpose or what was the reasoning for Jory, or for you and Jory to be saying that he was here to Detective Veal? Because it's not any kind of, it's not a, it's not something that's, it's a serious matter. Someone's missing. Yeah, well missing.
0: I wouldn't say he wasn't here unless he was here. Okay, so.
2: But there's proof that he but, wasn't here. Well, I don't know what's going on there. Because there was the text message that you sent to him on Wednesday that Beal saw when you stepped down, you were moved down from the foreman, and then I think it was Dudley Kirby or... uh, Yeah, some Dudley guy. They had taken over, and they showed the work phone that you had, and showed on your phone, on the work phone, you sent a text message to Jacob and said, no work on Wednesday. So then why are we saying he was here? Was it Wednesday, or was it I sent it on Wednesday and it was Thursday? You sent it on Wednesday, indicating there was no work on Thursday. Right. Jacob's hours show that he claims Thursday and Friday, but you texted there's no work. So when Beal comes here, and he says, hey, was he with you, and you guys say yes, once he gets the time cards, he sees that Jory Jory said he was with you guys, but he doesn't show hours for Thursday, Friday, or Tuesday. I'm trying to understand it. Well, I don't remember. That's too long ago. Fuck. I don't know. I,
0: was my hours in? Look at hour, my hours? You are, your hours are on the card. If my hours are there. Were they here? Were they
2: there? Don't know. That's what I'm trying to understand. It is Jacob's card shows handwritten in Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. He has a timestamp on from the punching in on Monday for four hours. Clocks in, clocks out.
0: Well, maybe I sent. Maybe was, was it just was it to him directly, or was it a fucking um, group email?
2: It was to him directly
0: well I don't know that there was no work and
2: he punched in I don't know maybe he forged his paperwork you ever asked Jacob what the hell that's all about and why the detective was asking him asking about him and his whereabouts and his alibi I don't see him what's that I don't see him Jacob yeah no after back in 2016 when the detective came in question and asked you guys about him well we talked a little bit about it but what you did he know, say nothing it's, I mean, it's it's just this 19-year-old kid who went missing I'm trying to figure figure out what happened to him. And Chloe won't talk. Jacob won't talk. It doesn't make sense, right? Right, does it doesn't. Why wouldn't you talk? You know what I mean? Right. And you've been here for how long? You've, been, you've held a job here for, gosh, day one. Day one? Yeah. Wow. I helped put stuff together. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Over seven years. Yeah.
2: Okay. In my opinion... Stephen doesn't appear to be someone involved with Logan's disappearance. Unlike Jacob and Jory, Stephen has maintained his job since the beginning. He doesn't get into drugs, excluding marijuana, and doesn't come off as someone living with the guilt of murdering someone or helping another get rid of a body. At times, you can tell he's at a loss for answers. When asking him why he said Jacob was with him, he said it was because he thought he was. I feel Stephen may have been coerced into thinking the dates Beal asked him and Jory about was the week they went to Kenmore. Maybe Jacob asked Jory to cover for him and Stephen was lured along. Jacob was the one who told Beal that it was the three of them who traveled to Kenmore for this job. Why didn't Jacob include Sasha or Trevin? I guess that would have been more people Jacob would have had to worry about covering for him, creating more risk of someone slipping up. Or maybe they wouldn't have lied for him. But we already knew Jacob wasn't in Kenmore. The real question is, did Jacob ask Jory to cover for him, and what was said during that conversation? I reached out to Ginny to see what her take was on the last episode, The Tooth. You good with me recording?
1: Okay. Do do you want me to tell you that he was crazy now or after he was recording?
2: I want you to tell me exactly as you remember it and tell me your side. You know That's what this is about. Now I want to hear from from you.
1: Okay. Are you ready? Yeah,
2: yeah, go ahead. (laughs)
1: He was, if if it's who I thought it was, he was not here all the time. And they were working at the casino, so they got home pretty late. And I did make an effort to try to talk to Chloe for a few minutes, and then I went back. Because I was working. I was getting up at 6 in the morning. So when he said I'd talk to her for 10 and 15 minutes and then disappear into the back room, yeah, plus... She was there with her boyfriend, who I was not fully least bit impressed with, and I didn't need to be in a conversation with him. So I don't, I don't remember her finding a tooth at all. So when and it wouldn't have been a big deal. It could easily have been one of Logan's baby teeth. If I, if I, that's where I would have jumped to.
2: So the boyfriend, the ex-boyfriend, said. That Chloe had told him that she had showed you the truth, but he wasn't present for that. Oh. Did you see oh, the baby? She probably tooth? did. Did you see the tooth? You
1: know, I vaguely remember seeing the tooth and saying I thought it was just one of Logan's baby teeth.
2: In the first episode, The Epiphany, you heard from Aaron Huntley.
1: I think I moved, moved Bill
0: and Jenny. Both times, or out of the house next door and into their new place to where that they were at. And then uh, Aaron and I helped them move some other furniture stuff out of their mom's or sister's house.
2: During Season 1, Aaron shared with me some photos of his son playing with Logan back when they were younger and used to be neighbors. When thinking back on the photo, Logan appeared to be beyond the age of losing baby teeth.
1: I wouldn't have thought about it at all, except that we're talking. It wasn't a big event.
2: So if it was his baby tooth, let's go with that. Let's say it was one of his baby teeth. You guys moved into this house when he was how old?
1: Eleven. So it doesn't make sense it would have been one of his baby teeth. Right. They would have been gone by then. But it was a baby tooth size. Okay. You know, it was just little.
2: But this is what you vaguely remember of... Yeah, seeing it. Do you remember what the conversation was, was like between when Chloe brought this to, to you?
1: Um, she was kind of hyper. Now it's coming back, huh? She was kind of hyper, but she, um, you know, I was cleaning the bathroom and look what I found in there. And but it wasn't like she thought it was evil or anything. She didn't say anything like that to me. Kind of a weird thing to find in a bathroom drawer.
2: And I just want to make sure also that i that I got it right that you guys all the bedrooms were basically on that side of the house. there's a bathroom that was the common you know it was typically shared between Logan and Chloe probably going up. I think when Jake moved in, did Logan kind of start going over to the bathroom over where like the family room was at?
1: Logan was still using that same shared bathroom okay it was much bigger, but Jake would leave the toys in the sink that Logan used right. In the, in so that Logan had to move them in order to use the sink, and he may have lined them up in the hall. Sounds like something he would have done. But um, even when you asked Jake several times, "Don't do that," he still did it. Okay. So we we told Logan, "Well, look, you use this bathroom now, and yeah. they'll stay out of it." And yeah. and he didn't want to do that. But then I'd find Logan in my bathroom after that, which was, you know, I didn't care. That was okay.
2: Well, one thing that makes me think that it wasn't a baby tooth is that Mm -hmm. Chloe said to her ex that the tooth could have possibly been Bill's son, Chris's, which would not be the size of a baby tooth. No, it
1: wouldn't. But I don't think so. I
2: thought it was
1: too little.
2: You would would know the difference between a baby tooth and an adult tooth. But when she showed you this tooth, and she's like, look what we found. And you said she was kind of hyper. Conversation ends. I mean, she keeps the tooth. Did you guys have any talk about what you should do with the tooth?
1: I don't remember talking about it at all except to say it looked like a baby tooth. And um, that's where the conversation ended as far as I was concerned. So I don't remember having any more discussion about what to do with the tooth.
2: Your thoughts are... We don't know what happened to Logan, but during this time, you also didn't seem to think that Jacob could have had anything to do or had any kind of involvement. With that said, but did it ever cross your mind to think that, uh, maybe we should hold on to that just in case and maybe just for whatever reason, maybe we should keep that or provide that to, to, or or hold on to that or anything?
1: No, because we already had DNA and dental records from the dentist.
2: Right. So, so when she approached you with this tooth that nothing ever kind of dawned on you or came across like Logan? N-
1: no, not really.
2: Alright, let's reverse before when she provides you with this tooth and says look what I found and you you said oh it looks like a baby tooth. Let's rewind to the night that she finds it. She's cleaning, her and her ex come across this tooth. I think it's fair to say that the, the behavior is, is extremely odd. Who in the world walks down the street in the middle of the night to get rid of a tooth.
1: Yes. That's really weird.
2: What do you take away from that?
1: I think they were drunk. You know, I mean, he said they were high. He was high. I'm sure she was, too. Uh But that's really what I think was going on. There was a lot of drinking going on with her at that time point. So I think that was just a weird and they they did go
2: out wandering around in the middle of the night quite frequently well when i asked him i said did you guys ever take walks like this ever like was this he's like never did we take walks like this ever it's still extremely weird to 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 go from this tooth is bringing bad you know spirits and people have their own spiritual beliefs and and being in tune with the spirit i don't that's everybody has their own belief but how i just didn't understand how she came to that place of saying for one it brought bad spirits and then two and and again that could just fall back on her being high but two if it was like a if that was the case i feel like you would just kind of take the tooth and then you know chuck it out the back door into the forest but to walk down the street i don't understand that and if he was drunk and high you know he's pretty detailed in what he remembers yeah trust me i know that chloe's in this position and you're kind of you're in. You're. You're kind of in the middle where you know you're hearing my perspective inside and story, and, and then your grandma, your mom, your you got her on that side, and it's hard to make sense of high or drunk. It's high, It's hard to make sense of to think that someone would do that without having more of a reason to it other than it's bad spirits. It just doesn't make sense. Did you have you guys oh. talked about that? No,
1: I didn't. I think it makes sense if you're you think it might be your missing brother's baby tooth that you want to get all that bad energy out of the house and that might be a way to do it i also only believe about a third of what that man said because i do know what the relationship was like and i know what he was like and how bad it was after they broke up and the kind of things he was telling people so i'm i know he comes across as, as a being a whole different person than he was, and he might be by now a whole different person than he was back then, but I'm sure it's very, very possible that they went for a walk and threw it out, and she wanted to go throw it away, away from home, but I also know they were out in the middle of the night other times, so.
2: I think, honestly, Jenny, I think, again, you are, you're the one who's, you know, you've witnessed everything you're in it you live there you she's your granddaughter you've been a mother you're I think what people struggle so much with is the fact that there seems to be zero heartache over the fact that your brother's still missing and we don't know where he's at there seems to be v- no desire or or, or, or um, effort to figure this out
1: no she if, if you if she would talk to you, she would, she falls apart every time she tries to talk about it. There's a lot of heartache, but there's a lot of stubbornness too. And she starts getting um, text or messages to her Facebook or her Instagram that tell her how, what a rotten person she is. And, and she's gotten, she read four of them to me this morning and says, that's why I didn't want to do this. That's why I didn't want to talk. Look at what's happening.
2: But that's completely the opposite because if she was willing to talk and, she, and if she did talk, she would be able to answer a lot of the unknown questions. Because.
1: Well, you can say that from a distance and from your distance, but that isn't how she feels. I've been s- hit with it too. When I've answered questions, like now, I don't really remember the whole tooth incident, hardly at all. Yeah. And somebody is going to start carry on about how I, you know, if then it's my fault. I probably hid the tooth there. I mean, (laughs) yes, it's good to get the story out there. And maybe we'll hear something. I'm really hoping we'll hear something useful and actually find something out. But there are lots of times where I wonder if it's worth it.
2: Whatever gets us closer to them is worth it. Because we're still alive. And we have the choices to, you know, we have the, the blessing of still being alive. And... Logan doesn't appear to be and someone needs to serve for that crime someone needs to you know the justice needs to be brought to whoever is responsible because if it's not Logan and they're still out there then who's next and that means that's heartache for another family and so I think it's always worth it but like I've said to you from the beginning when when we started this was you you can't protect her she's an adult just like you say to me I can't make someone talk because people have said, well, why doesn't, why isn't grandma telling or making Chloe talk? I'd be dragging her down the, to the police station. You can't make someone talk, which is why I said in this episode and I've said in other episodes, you have the right to remain silent. But her saying, this is why I didn't ever wanted to participate with the podcast from her perspective. Like you said, you can say that from afar, but with how she feels this is why, you might feel a certain way, but doesn't mean that your feeling is right or true. You're experiencing a lot of frustration from individuals who have a strong desire to figure out what happened to Logan, and you hold answers that could possibly get us closer to him more than ever because Chloe's not really been one to provide information other than when Beale came out and interviewed with the both of you and you guys had said that you guys didn't really know who you, who he was hanging out with. She hasn't been cooperative. And that's just across the board. Take media companies out of it. Take myself, law enforcement. She's she's not been very cooperative. Hardship or not, it makes sense to know, it, it doesn't make sense.
1: Well, I when, can I could talk to her from the angle of if you talk to them, then they can they'll understand better and you won't get all this crap. In your social media,
2: right? If you but, if you if you, if you, know, you I if you talk, I don't really
1: believe that's true. But I can well, tell no, that.
2: I I do I do because every what is a lot of the things that she's probably hearing is what that you're responsible. You did this. You did you know you how could how could you? You're evil, all that stuff. All that stuff's coming because why? Because she's not willing to talk. So everybody has only one thing to go off of, and that's what what's been said. Who's came to talk to me and what they said about what Chloe said to them. Or what happened with Chloe and then you leave that without the person defending themselves or giving their side of the story everybody's gonna go off of what, yeah. the, what they what they know so come forward and not so much just because in not to get lost in the fact that you want messages you know that you're receiving to stop but more importantly because we get closer to Logan
1: yeah.
2: that's that's the that's the focus I cannot say I've walked a day in her shoes being in her position with where she's at. So I'm not going to say, like, I understand where you're going. I don't. But if you say you love well, your brother I as much as you do. I
1: don't either. I don't understand why she won't talk to anybody. I don't understand why her mom won't talk to anybody. I don't understand it either. I, I, Except for previous bad experiences.
2: And, and the, hard, the hard, the other hard part, too, is when she says the media hasn't been kind to the family and she's used the media against her own family. She's used Instagram to just you know, bash Mary and Mike. As much as the, the differences that, that, that may be there, her feeling like Mary brought the theory or idea that Jake was the one who was involved or responsible, you typically, when someone goes missing or there's a crime, you typically look at those who are closest around him first and then you work your way out. When you look at Jacob, you look at his criminal background and then you look at his, you start checking out, you know, you want to start checking off alibis. Well, then he lies about his alibi and then his next alibi is another lie and that's your boyfriend. So you're now associated to him. If you don't want to be associated to him on that week of his disappearance, then speak up because I don't know where Chloe was at. Where was Chloe on Thursday and Friday or Wednesday, Thursday and Friday? I don't know. Apparently, she right. was floating the river with Jacob. Well, that's not true. These are the questions that if we had answers to, great, boom, we can close it, let's move forward. But how do you move forward in, you know, without having the answer? If she doesn't think that talking will help, that's crazy. That's crazy because it will help. There are more eyes on her and what was going on within the home because of her not coming forward and talking. So if her... Yeah. If her you know, if her intentions were, I just don't want to talk because media is not nice, and they, you know, I don't, I don't want my family's dynamics to be out there, and you know, I don't. You just increase the magnifying glass.
1: Yeah, I don't think she's recognizing that.
2: I mean, she's a smart girl. I'd imagine maybe she does or she doesn't. Maybe she didn't think it would, but it's it's bigger than ever, and this investigation and this process of what we're on right now. There, you know, As much as I want to say it's going to be rainbows and sunshines, it's just not. Most of it's stormy weather. I'm not here to be the nice guy anymore because of specifically the Emily Smith profile. Speaking of Emily, on Tuesday, May 4th, I was up late working on the case. At 1222 AM, a notification came across my phone. It was Emily. She sent me a message. She wrote, Looks like more than just Mary was upset. I think you should keep turning up stones. My comment upset that family for some reason, when it shouldn't have. I'm a complete stranger, whose opinion shouldn't have mattered as much as it had. Looks like words are traveling. She sent me a screenshot of a message she received from a guy that said, Hi, Chloe. Trying to lead the investigation into a different path. That's cute, Chloe, but it's not going to work. Emily replied to him, Think you messaged the wrong person. Love Emoji Face. As soon as I read Emily's message, I called her. No answer. I wrote her, Why not chat over the phone? Once I saw her reading the message, I tried to FaceTime. She declined the call and wrote back, Because you've already read my comments. That's all I had to say until I got the message from whomever that person was. I replied, Let's have a real convo over the phone. Emily responded, You're investigating this, so I figured it may be useful. I messaged, You'd be a huge help by us talking over the phone. If your intentions by sharing or commenting were to help, let's talk. Off the record, just the two of us. Once Emily read my message, I wrote her, I'll try again. I tried to FaceTime her again. No answer. Then, Emily blocked me. So, is that Chloe messaging me? I don't know.
1: I have no idea.
2: I wish she would just bite the bullet, have a conversation. If you love your brother, you want to find out the truth.
1: I can't make her talk Uh, to you. I can't even get her to talk to me about it.
2: For as much as she says that she wants to find him and that she loved him and she wants him to be home or they want to find out the truth, those two things don't line up together. And I think you would agree with me on that. Desire. No, on a
1: rational level, they don't. But on an emotional level, maybe they do.
2: Uh, Every situation and scenario would be different. So it'd be a case by case basis, maybe from the angle of I can't talk about it because it's just too hard. If that was her position, then she would have responded and handled it differently. That wouldn't have changed the fact that maybe she would have gone on record. But her response to me Chloe had all the all the chances and opportunities to be able to say to me like James, I appreciate what you're doing. Talking about my brother is extremely hard. Like you could easily had that conversation, and Chloe is smart enough and bright enough to be able to do that. I know she's a smart girl,
1: and that she is very upset.
2: Well, I don't. I think
1: that. she isn't, and that you know the whole excuse about not talking to you is because of the media. But that's what I think it is. It's just an excuse. She can't talk about it. She doesn't talk about it to me. She doesn't talk about it to anybody. And maybe she knows something about where Jake was. Maybe she knows something about who Logan was hanging around with. I don't know. She might not want to speak as if she's afraid. Of what? Of whoever he was hanging around with. And they're still in the area. I can't promise that talking to her, me talking to her, or anybody talking to her is going to get her anywhere. I can talk to her again, and, you know, I did try to talk to Jacob, at least he called you and gave you 30 seconds before he hung up. Yeah.
2: I have... There's very good reasons for me to be bringing this up. I wouldn't bring this stuff up unless I truly felt there was something going on, and that can be easily... That fire can be easily put out by her speaking up and providing answers. She may or may not realize that she has an answer to something that could reveal new information... That could lead us to figuring out what happened to Logan. Why would we not want to do that? That only leads people to believe and speculate, like, well, maybe because she's hiding something. Why would you ever hide something when it comes to your sibling who's gone missing? You wouldn't.
1: Well, when you start speculating, it goes to the worst
2: case scenario. I, I truly want you to understand, this is not what I... I enjoy catching the bad guy. I enjoy cornering people and asking the hard questions. and. I enjoy that stuff, but doing this is not what I thought this was going to, you know, I didn't think we were going to go this deep into it. And I didn't think that Chloe wouldn't speak. I didn't think we'd be here, but I want you to, to understand that. And I,
1: James, I do not think you're out to get anybody. I don't think you're out to get Chloe or anybody.
2: I'll be honest with you guys. I feel bad going back and listening to our conversation. Jenny is stuck in the middle She loves Logan and wants to know the truth, but Chloe is putting her in a difficult situation, almost like it's a tug of war. I'm pulling on one side of the rope and Chloe's on the other. But you heard Ginny say she was going to speak with Chloe and see if she can convince her to break the silence and speak. A few days had passed and Ginny got back to me. She said her and Chloe did speak, but she's still not willing to talk. But she did give Ginny information to pass along to me. Finally, Chloe is sharing information that could help with the investigation. Chloe said that I should talk to Jacob's mother and stepfather, along with four other men, Nick, Craig, and two brothers, Dallas and Griffin, the same Griffin who sent Logan a text on Thursday that said 75 half. She stated that Nick and Craig were two individuals that frequently asked Chloe about Logan's case, if there was any new news, but apparently neither of them knew Logan. Chloe also said she has no idea why Steven said Logan was in the car when she went to pick up Jacob. According to her, that never happened. Chloe added that the Emily Smith profile is not her. Janie told me that's more than she's wanted to share before. I've already heard three of the four names that were shared. The Brothers and Craig. This is the first time Nick's name has ever been brought up to me. Craig was previously mentioned in an episode because he was someone Jacob was frequently calling during the days in question of Logan's disappearance. For Nick and Craig to be frequently calling Chloe and asking about Logan's case and the status of it does raise some eyebrows, since they didn't know Logan. I got a hold of Nick first. Right before we started recording, Nick said he knew Logan, which is the opposite to what Chloe said. Let's go back to the beginning of when you and Logan became friends. How did you guys get to know each other?
3: We just were mutual school friends. You know, we had a couple of classes together. You know, we just had a couple of similar likes. You know, we both liked football. Me and him just instantly became friends. You know, it wasn't really a said friendship. It was just we were friends, you know.
2: Did you guys hang out a lot in high school or was it kind of like we're acquaintances? Like-
3: uh, we hung out a lot at school, not so much after school
2: when logan went missing do you remember do you remember where you were at during that time
3: i was at home when i lived in little rock
2: and you logan became friends or were friends throughout high school after
3: After he went to college uh we kind of dropped off of talking to each other you know a message here a message there just checking in on each other uh that's about it Mm i didn't really know much about what he was doing in college once he came back uh, we went to the bar uh, three times that's the east side downtown
2: is it a 21 and over
3: well anybody can be in there 18 and up you can play you can play a um pool
2: you guys went and hung out how close was that to the during the time or to when he were missing
3: oh man that was like six months
2: and when you guys hung out was it just the two of you or was other people involved no
3: there's a bunch of us there you know uh dakota and all of us there's a bunch of us oh. from school. Uh, Is Alyssa, yeah, we, didn't, we didn't plan on meeting them there. They, they were just already at the
2: bar when we showed up. And was Logan with somebody specifically? Uh, yeah, with me. Oh, so he came with you. Yeah. Did you go pick him up at his house, or did he meet you there, or?
3: Oh, uh, we met. We met right out front.
2: Did you guys smoke weed together?
3: Uh, no, we have not. Anything else? No. No, me and uh, me and Logan never really uh, did extra extracurricular activities like that together. You know, um, we were both uh, motivated
2: into doing something better with our lives. Of course, what I do is I, I look into people's backgrounds and informations. Of course, everybody who I look into, there's no judgment at all. I don't care. Everybody goes through their own trials and tribulations. <laughs> so I know you've gone through your own stuff. You've been in, yeah, I've been through jail. the ringer. How did you first hear about the podcast? Uh,
3: my sister, actually. My sister, Serena. She told me about it. She's addicted to
2: it. When I first started trying to get in contact with Nick, I reached out to his sister, Sharina, to see if she can get me connected to Nick or send me in the right direction. When Sharina and I spoke, she told me she was happy to help. As we continued to talk, she mentioned that at the beginning of the season, Nick was in jail. During one of their calls, she informed Nick about the podcast and how Nick became very interested as to what was being said in the podcast. He would call Sharina frequently, asking if an episode had been released and what information had been shared.
3: Jake's still a good friend. I still talk to him every once in a while.
2: Have you talked to him recently?
3: Uh, a couple of days ago, yeah.
2: And has this ever been brought up? Uh,
3: no, I I don't I don't talk to him about this because I know it's a touchy situation with him. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I just I just best leave those questions unasked. Leave okay. the questions for you. You know.
2: You met Chloe through Jacob
3: through sh- my sister Sharina. and I met chloe through logan and when we went to school together it was just logan's sister back in high school but then she became a friend
2: to my of mine later in life when would you say that you and chloe kicked off a friendship oh man seven years ago when you had found out that logan had gone missing did you have any kind of conversations with jacob or with chloe
3: no uh, i i was just more in shock
2: did you ever do anything like go on the search parties or hand out flyers or anything like that?
3: Um, I kind of did my own little investigation myself, you know, and uh, that's about it. It never ended up anywhere because uh, I really want to find out what happened to him. I really care about Logan, and it still kind of scares me to this day that no one's even found a trace of him.
2: When you and Chloe became friends about seven years ago, was this like a relationship where you guys would text and talk on the phone? You know? No,
3: no, she was Jake's girlfriend, so, you know, me any and Jake would lines? message each other.
2: Did you ever talk to her about Logan or ever ask, like, hey, what's the yeah, lady?
3: Yeah, every once in a while, you know, she, she really seems distraught about it. I don't think she has any part to doing it, you know, but I also think that there's more behind the eyes that we see, you know.
2: Would it be fair to say that you consider Chloe a good friend?
3: Yeah, no, I consider her family. She'll always be a part of my family, no matter what.
2: Her and Jake. Sounds like you're kind of like a a loyal guy. Like once your friends bring him in, they're in.
3: Yeah, once you have a piece of my heart, you know, it's always there. You can call me 15 years down the road and I haven't talked to you. And I will still pick up the conversation like it was yesterday that we hung out.
2: I feel bad for Nick. You heard him say he considers Chloe family. He seems like a good guy who wants everybody to get along and help however he can. It was disheartening knowing I was going to have to tell him Chloe said I should look in his direction and how he didn't know Logan. Nick comes off to be showing care and concern for a friend. You heard him say he conducted his own investigation. When you said you did your own investigation, did you ever come across anything that seemed sketch or suspicious or.
3: Yeah, some things kind of got my wheels turning in my head. I'd have to speak to you in person about that. You know, it's kind of hard for me to talk about it over the phone.
2: Uh So. So you obviously know that Chloe hasn't been talking.
3: Yeah, I heard that. She is a very shy person. She's an introvert. Yeah, you know, She very likes to keep to herself a lot.
2: When's the last time you guys talked?
3: Uh, she, January 20th. I was just, hey, how you doing? And she said, we're trying to get better. I said, I feel that. I got to go. And uh, I said, talk to you later. And she said, and she sent me a little heart emoji.
2: I started to explain to Nick the reason why I was contacting him. I read to Nick what Jenny texted me she mentions you nick frequently asked her if they found out anything about logan and was there any new news she's saying that you didn't know logan oh really yeah the reason why we're talking is basically because chloe has asked who said, said that i need to look in this direction yeah because you frequently would ask chloe about Any new news on Logan's disappearance? Now, I've already asked you before all this conversation before we started, or during our conversation. You said to me, and when I asked you, did you ever ask Chloe about Logan? Or and you already said yes. So that part we can already acknowledge that you did say. Yep. Why would Chloe put your name out there?
3: Um, I'm not sure. Just uh, she knows that uh, I'm very uh, very nosy. You know, with my people, and if I think. That uh, I might know what happened or be able to find out is I will do my best because I really want to know who did this to Logan because it it bothers me in my sleep. Bone Julian is too close
2: to home. So you think you think she's putting you in this circle of individuals because
3: just to just to kind of help you out, she's sending you my direction because I can possibly you know shed some light on a situation.
2: Do you have anything that you can't shed light on?
3: No, nah, at the moment. Um, Fucking, I don't, I don't know what to think right now. You know, I have uh, my thoughts of people doing it just like how you do. Uh, me and you probably have the same thoughts.
2: Let's say that's what Chloe's position is, is that she's yeah. putting you out there for me to get in contact with you as far as that this would somehow help the investigation. Yeah. Why wouldn't she just talk to me herself? Why would she need to send me to you? you I know, get that. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, no, I
3: understand that. It kind of makes you suspicious of why she sent you pushing you away from her direction and some part of someone else's.
2: Chloe phrased it as, this individual, Nick, asked me frequently about Logan when he didn't know Logan. So what I asked you earlier is, is, is did you know Logan? And you're like, yeah. That doesn't seem to be an accurate statement on her part.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, she just probably forgot that I went to school with him. <laughs> you know. You think so? Chloe's a space cadet. You know, I love her to death and everything, but She's a little spacey sometimes.
2: Reading between the lines, she's suggesting I talk talk to you because ultimately she thinks that you could possibly have something to do with it. Really? That's not what you're reading. That's definitely what I'm reading is...
3: No, Logan would never be a person that I would want to harm. Um, You can totally investigate me, and I'm totally willing to help and be uh, compliant. But yeah, I did not have no part in anything to do with that. totally blows my mind that uh, you even wanted to speak to me. Crazy.
2: I ended my conversation with Nick. I truly don't think anything's there, so we can check Nick off the list. Of course, if anything ever comes up in the future, Nick said I can contact him whenever and he'd be more than happy to help. The next person I contacted on Chloe's list is a man by the name of Craig. Here's what I already knew about Craig. Craig and Jacob met through Pacific Wall Systems. During the time Logan went missing, Craig was no longer working there. The two maintained a friendship, and he mentions that they went fishing a couple of times and that Jacob and Chloe would go over to his place to watch Seahawks games from time to time. What initially turned my attention towards Craig was Jacob's AT&T phone record. It shows Craig was someone Jacob was in contact with frequently during the week Logan went missing. Here's the breakdown. Craig called Jacob once on Monday, May 16th at 8.10pm. On Wednesday... Jacob sends a text to Craig at 6.26 a.m. At 7.57 a.m., Craig responds. Jacob replies, and a few minutes later, Craig does the same. At 10.32 a.m., Jacob sends Craig another text. At 1.56 p.m., Jacob sends another text to Craig. Craig replies at 4.57. A minute later, Jacob calls Craig two times within a minute. The next day, Thursday, May 19th, Jacob calls Craig at 2.40 p.m., again at 8.39 p.m. and at 8.46 p.m. The 8.46 call is the last call on Jacob's phone record. The following morning, Friday, May 20th, Jacob sends Craig a text at 8.09 a.m. Almost two hours later, at 9.54, Jacob calls Craig. A minute later, Jacob calls the phone of Craig's girlfriend at the time. He sends a text to her cell phone number at 10.02 a.m., The ex-girlfriend responds, and this happens a few more times between 10.02 and 10.04. Later that evening, Jacob called Craig's phone at 6.02 p.m., and that was the last time they communicated on Friday. This happens seven more times on Saturday between Jacob and Craig. Earlier on in the season, I contacted Craig to talk. He requests not to be recorded. During our first conversation, Craig said he couldn't remember what the text messages were about. And fair enough, considering someone's asking you to try and remember a text you sent nearly five years ago. But Craig said his friendship with Jacob and Chloe was what you'd call normal. Craig didn't know why Jacob texted and called his ex-girlfriend's phone. His best guess was that Jacob could have been trying to get a hold of him. Is that possible? Sure. But what is weird is how Jacob never attempts to contact Craig by communicating through Craig's ex-girlfriend's cell phone any other time that week. This only takes place on Friday morning between 9.55 a.m. and 10.04 a.m. Now, back in January is when Craig and I originally spoke for the first time. I can tell you that Craig has always been willing and forthcoming when questioned. Never has he pushed back or asked me not to contact him again. He put the invitation on the table to contact him whenever I needed to. Chloe said Craig was someone who asked her frequently about Logan's case and how Craig had never met Logan. I was already aware of this because Craig shared this info with me back in January. He was the one who told me how he contacted Chloe to check in on her because he cared about the family. So when Chloe told me to look his direction, I was a bit surprised. Remember our last conversation we had and and, and you were kind of telling me, keep me in the loop about certain things if anything comes up? Yeah. So some stuff's come up. For this stuff, I I know before in our previous conversations, we've, we've always kind of kept things off the record and whatnot. This stuff I actually have to go on the record with, and I, and I wanted to run it by you and kind of just get your response to it. For the record, I am recording, just so you know. If uh, there's anything that you come across, Craig, that we need to pause, just let me know. Why does it have to be on the record, I guess? I explained to Craig that where I sit and what I have to share, it's best for me to record. When having conversations such as this one I'm going to have with Craig, I never want to find myself in a position where it's one person's word versus the other's. Another major reason is not wanting to twist or miscommunicate what another person has said. It took a little convincing on my part to get Craig to agree for us to record. What I'm trying to do again is figure out what happened to this young kid. I would like to know also. Are you good with that then? Shoot for it. Yep, go
4: for it. Okay. What do you want to know?
2: Obviously, uh, we've chatted before, and you've always been very forthcoming, willing, supportive, answered all my questions, and everything like that. Yeah. We've talked about the extent of your friendship with Jacob, the extent of your friendship with Chloe. Yeah. I told you before, Chloe's not willing to speak, and Jacob's been refusing to speak as well. Still? Still. She started to finally open up a little bit to Ginny. She told Ginny, give this information to James. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read to you what Chloe said to Ginny, and then I'll let you kind of have your own response. I'll skip this part and get to Craig's response. And neither of them knew Logan. You've already told me that information before. Yeah. But these were individuals that Chloe has suggested I look into further. That I'm one of those guys? That was straight from Chloe to Ginny to me. Her point is, Craig didn't know Logan, but was frequently asking me about him.
4: Because I asked about. about him? No, I would genuinely care. That's why you ask about people. Chloe was a friend of mine. Of course I would ask about her brother further than that that's okay I did ask her about it frequently because I care but I didn't ask her for any other reason I don't see why she would ever think that my name
2: would be brought up honestly I'm, I'm a little confused too I haven't talked to Chloe in a long time too think about it from my seat when I initially reached out to you was because I was trying to contact a lot of the individuals who were communicating with Jacob during the week in the day of, or days of, Logan's disappearance. And, of course, your name was on there. We've talked before about it. You're like, yeah, I remember reaching out to Chloe about it. For her to say, hey, you need to go look at him, I don't know if she's deflecting attention to go somewhere else.
4: Obviously. My name has never been brought up before, have it? You know, I have nothing to do with, with Logan this spring. I cared for Chloe and her family. That's it. That's unfortunate, but I have nothing to hide. Do do whatever you need to do, but I'm not going to stop talking to you because, you know, if you think that I have something to do with it, I'm, I'm going to be 100% open to whatever you need. Mm-hmm. If I hear anything else, like, the I heard it one time, you know, when I was standing there, I just met the guy and I didn't want to tell you until I talked to him, but I did it anyway. Yeah. I hope where I can. I don't know even to talk to Chloe. I don't know anybody. I don't hang out with anybody that was in that crowd. I work all the time, pretty much, and I have my kids, so the image that they have of me makes no difference to me. But at the same time, I'll, I'll do what I have to to clear my name.
2: I can't ignore the fact that, of course, going back to the beginning, there were these phone calls, and then there were even phone calls and text messages to phone. What's that about? I don't understand. Why would Jacob be contacting her or be vice versa? So do you think that you had said maybe Jacob was trying to was contacting her? Maybe they were in communication or were you using yeah. her phone? Because you had your own phone though.
4: And so did Jake and so we would. I mean, we all had our own phone. So I don't know, fluke that one of them was broken at a certain time, but I don't, I don't recall any times like
2: that. Was there ever a situation where Jacob maybe was trying to get a hold of you, couldn't get a hold of you, that he would have contacted? Possibly.
4: That's not out of the question,
2: for sure. I've talked to Craig probably five separate times. This conversation was the first time he's ever shown any kind of emotion. He seems frustrated, almost like his kindness of being a friend to Chloe has blown back in his face. He continued to ask me if I understood why Chloe wasn't speaking with me. I shared with Craig Chloe's response to me when she said the media hasn't been kind to her and the family and how she doesn't like the idea of someone furthering themselves in their career on her brother's story.
4: I don't get that part. It's your fucking family. What, what are you doing? Obviously, if you're trying to hide something, you'd think. That was the first thought. If you're not going to cooperate with your own family, what the fuck? Uh. It's bizarre that she would bring up my name, like you said, after all this time. Now she says my name? Is she searching for somebody? Maybe, I don't know, maybe she's searching for somebody that she hadn't thought of before. I think I only met Jeannie or Ginny, whatever her name is, I think once. Twice, I brought flowers over there. Actually, a whole bunch of flowers for... that were gonna be good in flower beds and shit. So, and I, one of my friends worked at a nursery, so I brought her a whole truckload of stuff one day randomly. I didn't talk to her for a long time, and then I, I talked to her, and then we haven't spoken since. I think that might have been the time, last time I seen her or
2: talked to her. In all fairness, I feel the level of friendship Craig and Chloe have or had, checking in with Chloe about Logan's case, bringing flowers, and the other kind gestures, doesn't really fit what you'd expect. From his and Chloe's level of friendship. Because naturally, you just met her through Jake and that's your boy's girl taking the flowers or checking in. Somebody could say, that's really nice guy. Some people could say, when someone goes missing, that looks a little suspicious or that seems a little different or odd. You doing those things for Chloe purely because you were a friend. There was, again, no intimate relationship. No, never. How close did you guys get?
4: Right, friends, like she was over with Jake and watch football. That's it. Nothing more than that. She can say whatever she wants, say my name. I mean, I, I was a, a caring friend. That's it. As far as it goes.
2: I feel like when I'm interviewing someone, I can get a good feel or sense to whether they're being truthful or lying. Craig's adamant. He had no part in Logan's disappearance. How he treated Chloe after Logan went missing was only because he was her friend, and that's the reason he was calling her. I don't feel it's fair to point the finger at Craig or Nick for caring by calling Chloe to check in as a friend. Otherwise, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. But at the same time, every situation is unique to its own circumstance, because I can see how someone who doesn't know Logan, frequently asking a lot of questions, can come off as suspicious. But it's not like Chloe didn't have a friendship with either one of these two men or been able to investigate a little on her own by asking them why they were interested in knowing the status of Logan's case. What makes me feel what Craig is saying is true is when he talks about his own kid and what kind of person it would take to stomach something such as committing murder or helping someone else cover it up.
4: If I knew something about Logan, dude, I, you not know. I wouldn't yeah. even fucking know. That's bullshit. I don't know something about... Missing people like that after having kids is fucking terrible. That little girl from McLeary, too. Lindsay Bond? Yeah. Ask whatever you want and do whatever you need to do, and I'll help however I can. That's where I stand on it.
2: Even when Chloe points me in Nick and Craig's direction, they both say the same thing. Investigate me. Do whatever you got to do. Whatever I need to do to help, do what you got to do. I feel it's safe to say that I don't think Nick or Craig were involved Both of these guys seem genuine, guys that one would be lucky to call their friend. That leaves us with two other names, Dallas and Griffin. I've been trying to get in contact with Griffin for quite some time. I haven't been successful, but I was able to speak with his brother Dallas recently. Things didn't go well. Next time on Hide and Seek.
3: Was after he came back from all Was honestly, yeah, it was like right, right, before all this shit happened. It was that's why it, it was a couple weeks. Like I seen him a couple weeks before all this shit happened. Underneath the bridge, he wasn't acting, he wasn't acting like himself or like the old Duggan that I knew. He was definitely like a little bit like
1: standoffish and just seemed 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 a little off. You've all become my pets.
2: So I just got off the phone with somebody that said that they saw Logan Schindelman at the other Logan's house that Jonathan Ackerman is referring to and I asked him you saw him with your own eyes 100% I've texted you I haven't got a response a courtesy response would be nice And I'm just trying to figure out if you've made any type of contact with him. No, I've shown up to your mom's house once. What does that even mean? Just because his mom and dad aren't looking for him, that means that we shouldn't? Well, now I'm not contacting you about him. I'm contacting you because now your name's been brought into it. You need to stop texting me.